No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Hey now. Welcome hey. to No Simple Road. This week, the show is brought to you by the one, the only... Shop Tour, Tour Bus. Bus. Mel's on the phone, everybody. Guess what? I'm on the phone, guys, Hi. but I'm still here. She is here in hey. spirit. Go to shoptourbus.com online or at shoptourbus on Instagram and check out the virtual lot's most amazing Grateful Dead-inspired t-shirts, hoodies, and stickers made for Grateful Dead fans with designs that aren't on the nose. Yeah. No, they're not. No, they absolutely are not. And They're, they're hooking, on the chest. <laughs> yeah, or on your head if you get a hat. And they're That's hooking true. you up with free shipping. If you put in the promo code No Simple Road, they're going to send it to no you. No Simple Road. Free shipping. And your box is going to be one of a kind with a Grateful Dead lyric on the inside. And you may be one of those people that gets a miracle Grateful Dead real life cassette So go to shoptourbuzz.com. Tell them we sent you by putting in the promo code No Simple Road. Get that shit sent to your house and look fly when you step on the lot. Have you ever listened to Casual Coalition? Out of a turtle. That you got at Electric Fish Lights. Shit. You totally can. Totally. If you head on over there. Yeah. And you know what? You can too. Go to electricfishlights.com and check this out. These lights are not your typical like lamp for your house. These are made with a thing called IQ technology, which stands for interlocking quadrilateral. That's like these 30 different pieces that can be configured into 15 different shapes. And when you put those together, they can basically make anything you can conceive of. So go to electricfishlights.com or go to at electricfishlights on Instagram. You'll see what I'm talking about. These things are like magical works of art. They're addictive. You're going to want more than one. (laughs) For sure. We all have more than one here. And they also, it's not just a light bulb. They have color changing light bulb upgrade options. They have Bluetooth speaker light bulb options. These things are fucking badass, man. And basically you tell them what you want. They build it, they send it to you, and you're going to get 10% off with the promo code NSR. And any No Simple Road family member that gets the color-changing upgrade is going to get a limited edition, one-of-a-kind, No Simple Road electric fish light collaborative poster. And when you put that color-changing bulb and that poster next to each other, it, it will come to life. It will come <laughs> to life. So go to electricfishlights.com, put in the promo code NSR, get your 10% off, make sure you get that color-changing bulb upgrade, and let them know we sent you. 
the fine premium cannabis is sponsoring this episode of No Simple Road. Tell us all about it, Apple. So, guess what? We have two locations up here in the Portland area. One in Hillsboro, one in Forest Grove. And if you come in and visit us and say that you are a listener of the show, you will get 10% off your purchase and a free t-shirt the first time you come in. Check this out. I don't know any other podcast on the planet that gives you a discount on herb. Simple as that. I mean, that's pretty dope. Get it? Pretty dope. So so you come on in. Our goal out at Define is to take our time with you to navigate you through the incredibly difficult world of cannabis because there are so many products, so many things, and we will take our time to get you matched up with the perfect medication you need. Yeah, man. And if you go to the Hillsboro location Monday through Friday and you ask for Apple, he will come out of the back dressed like a long haul trucker and he will carry the load that you get in that cannabis case and check you out and you will leave there feeling happy you will feel healthy you will feel whole and you will have your mind taken care of go to define get dope hey everyone chris pandolfi from the infamous string dusters here to let you know that my podcast inside the musician's brain is back on the airwaves for season four which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success failure inspiration and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love my guests this season include rachel price from lake street dives sam bush chris wood chris funk from the decemberists Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere music masters collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like otill burbridge steve earl richard thompson former members of the band the milk carton kids nikki glassby the fab foe and sean colvin and so many more at an event like the milk carton kids sad song summer camp happening this july you can expect immersive classes Evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. fun well not like that annoying nasty no that, no chewing nasty. crackers nasty hey now no yeah. simple <laughs> family what's happening how y'all doing welcome back 
We're here. Hola. Apple, you with us, man? Hola. Yeah, yeah. I'm right What's here, going man. On, man. What's happening? How you doing over there? I'm right here. Everybody, Mel's in LA, and Apple and I were going to do this intro all by ourselves, and then Mel was like, hey, guess what? We have technology that you can like call in from other places, and I could do the intro with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got to get smarter, not harder. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? How you doing down there, babe? I'm doing fantastic. I'm actually here at the park in Way, and I am enjoying a beautiful, clear sky L.A. afternoon with my grandson. He's playing in the sand. We're meeting new friends, having a picnic, uh, a little wine in my hand. Things could not be any more right. Wow. That's quite the quite the laundry list of goodness. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, and I started my day with a yoga class, um, unmasked outdoor at a beautiful studio. Damn. Such a good stretch. It was amazing. That's fucking awesome. Wanted to let everybody know what I'm up to. Shit. You know, how was your weekend, Mel? I'm just curious, like, you know, just (laughs) (laughs) look, I, I don't know how far I can go into the deepness of my weekend, but if there's a better word than magnificent or amazing or stupendous, just put that there. And that's how my weekend was. Well, before I, I, I jumped the gun, I apologize. I know you did. That's why I, that's yeah. why I didn't answer. Before we, we get to the weekend part of the week, um, this week we have a very awesome guest, Craig MacArthur from the Casual Coalition. Craig MacArthur, thank you for joining us. Craig, it was a blast talking to you, man. Thanks for coming on the show and hanging out with us. If you all out there are not familiar with who Craig MacArthur is and who Casual Coalition is, this is a band that was born... I'm not going. I'm just walking. This was a band that was born out of uh, Terrapin Crossroads and uh, the beauty and majesty and magic that happens there. And... um, Craig was one of the employees there and a musician and lo and behold, he had a lot of, yeah, he had a lot of like connections to the inner circles based on location. Yeah, man. I mean, what better place to start a band than there? Yeah. No kidding. So yeah. So Craig came out and hung out with us and, um, it's, a uh, it was an honor to talk to him and hang out with them and here's some of the inside scoop on what, what goes down behind the scenes at Terrapin Crossroads. Yeah, they they got a full lineup of people. First of all, if you go, you can go check out the, the Casual Coalition. They've got a single that came out, Is It Time, in February, and then there was an album dropped last year, The Rendering of a Ghost. And as Aaron was saying, these guys don't mess around. They It's a constant changing cast, which is awesome. He's had people that have come through in the band, like Stu Allen, Dan Leibowitz, Greg Lacano, Scott Law, Mark Karen, Reed Mathis, mm. Danny Eisenberg, and many, many more. Another cool thing that they have done in their shows, they have done seminal albums from the bands, music from the Big Pink, Bob Dylan and the Band's double album, The Basement Tapes, and recently they performed a Rolling Stones opus, Exile on Main Street. Wow. Damn. So, yeah. That's quite the resume there. Yeah. I mean, that's a quite the bill, like you said. And Craig was super generous with his time and hanging out with us. And 
we'll let you get to that here in a minute. But you know, we don't we don't just rush into stuff. We take our time around here. We don't because I thought that's what you did like two seconds ago. Like rushed into. But then I backed the fuck up. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he realized he so was rushing. So we rushing. do rush, but then but then we go back. Right. Yeah. right then we make we it trace. right. Mm-hmm. Just a little okay. Russian, like a little Hungarian. I'm a little, a little Russian. Russian. <laughs> get it? So um, yeah. This past weekend. At the No Simple Road was House. our magic weekend. Yes, we had the honor, privilege, and pleasure of hosting Jeff Firewalker Schmidt from Saint Disruption here at the house, um, and from Asheville, North Carolina, all our, the way. Our brother from Asheville. Uh, he taught a class here on Saturday, and then uh, hung out on Sunday, and it was mind blowing. the The content of that class, I. I, I I didn't know what to expect. I, I mean, nor did I. No, I don't think anybody knew, really. No, I. I, I mean, I kind of knew what to expect just from the uh, description of the class itself, but like, but I had no idea that it was going to be what it was. And you know, before we let you go, Mel, why don't you just give us a little snippet recap of of your your weekend and and what you thought. Yeah. Okay, everybody. I don't want to have my fun time mixed with my fun time. So we're going to, I'll go first and (laughs) and drop the call. (laughs) But I mean, I just really want to say my own personal thank you to Jeff um, for coming to all the way to Portland to teach this valuable lessons. Like not only did he school us with like wisdom of words and concepts and ideas and different way to um, look at things during this time. But he gave us practical tools. And one of the tools was this, um, where we would lay um, face flat on the ground with like, you know, our arms folded and our head, you know, her forehead on our arms. And it was a, a sort of a yoga nidra, you know, he kind of talked us and walked us through this meditation and this meditation was so powerful to me. And here we are in the middle of the living room on our uncomfortable wooden floor, no yoga mat, no blanket on top or anything. And I was literally pulled out of my body and into the earth and then came back when he was like, okay, when you're ready, come back. And that's the kind of effect that he has on you. He has a certain way of introducing really profound ways and concepts and things to think of in such normal dialogue and in such a calm and easy manner that I was just even more enamored with him when we met him. Like, I know that if you guys have all been listening over the past months and stuff since we interviewed Jeff, you guys know how I feel about him. I just kept saying how great he is and how we keep thinking about him and how he's turned our world around, you know, in the house, all through all, all of us. And this was, something that um it was deeper and more profound than I could ever talk to you guys about on air like it was just there was so many elements to meeting him um even when I first walked in the house and came home he was just so watching him or just sitting watching him sit down on the kitchen table on the stool just talking and he was like eating it was just like oh you're home okay cool (laughs) yep like it was, you know, and, and so every aspect and interaction like that was with Jeff. Everything was very familiar with, with him and, and the 
practices and the concepts that he taught. And I am still reeling from it. I'm still digesting it and I'm still grateful for it. So it was, that's really, it was my, I mean, like I can get into details, but you know, there's, there's too many details to get into. It was really cool to see the way that the two of you got along and clicked. That was like a trip all by itself. I feel, yeah, because I feel like, um, well, he's definitely a teacher for, of mine, for sure. Like, po- like positively. And I think not just mine, Melanie's, period. Period. He's a teacher. Oh, but, yeah. uh, you know, after meeting him and learning his ways and his humor and his approach, I was like, wow, this is really it. Like it made all of the stuff that I've ever been in, um, interested in all the things that I workshops, all that, it made all of that make sense for me. And it made me feel like I made more sense to myself. That's, you know what I, yeah, I mean? Like, that's saying a I, I lot, just, man. I, I embodied a lot of the things that I've learned through the years and learned to incorporate them into my personality in one weekend when like, you know, over 42 years, it's, you know, looking back, it's taken me a really long time to kind of like sum up what I've learned and what I do. And it's not like I did it. I didn't sum up who I am. That's not what I mean, but it no, made but me it make put more things sense. in perspective. Yeah. It made me make more sense to myself and it made me, feel more comfortable in my own skin and I can't blame it all on Jeff like you know he even said himself he's he's not the the person but it sure is nice when it's wrapped up in a really cool person you know what I mean when, when you have um epiphanies or gro- or extreme growth periods and there is a person connected to it it's, it's called gratitude like I feel gratitude for him not like oh I owe him anything or I'm in debt to him or like he's a Buddha or nothing like that. I don't have any kind of strange, you know, um, over affection for this man. I'm appreciative of what he brought into my life and how even my posture has changed guys. Like seriously, my posture is different. Yeah. I, um, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like somebody giving you, giving you the go ahead to own your shit for some, in some yeah, way. but, but also the direction on how to do it. That's what I think is missing. I think a lot of times, you know, you take, you know, self-help classes or you take these classes that are, are there meant to help you. But I, you know, in all those classes that I've taken, it's always been, not always, but the practicality of how you do the thing or the mystery of how you really, the rubber meets the road was always a hard for me to conceptualize and to bring to well, fruition. They, they wait till the last class to teach you that when you yeah, paid in exactly. full. <laughs> <laughs> Thank That's you. That's exactly what it is. It does work. It does work. You go back to the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh initiation or level or whatever chapter, however they break it up. But it was not only immediate it was like okay let's do this together let's practice it right now okay let's let's incorporate this <laughs> okay and now you're good was, at it all right go yeah exactly and and not for nothing but i'm sure you guys will get into it after i hang up but like he gave us the best compliment that i think we've ever received as a group and that was he came and he's like oh, man you guys run a self-operation but you're still so chill and laid back and that to me summed up everything I ever aspired to be. 
Yeah. I want to be somebody who's efficient and thorough and true, but I also want to be somebody who's fun and chill and lit kick back. You know? Well, that's, you that's fucking won. <laughs> I, I don't want to win. I'm just saying, like, that's a kind of like my, I want that to be my homeostasis. And the fact that he recognized that was like, fuck yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Thank you for saying the exact thing that I needed. Not, I didn't need to hear that. It, it was, was just like, a rad wow. compliment. A recognition. A recognition. When somebody sees you for what you're doing or for who you are, Jeff does that. He sees you for what you are and who you are. Yeah, man. It, it was a, it was something else. And um, I'm really, really appreciative to to him for coming out. And we'll, we'll get into it more here in a minute. I'm going to let you go, baby. Go play yeah, with I'm our grandson and our daughter. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. I'm, I'm over here like muting every two seconds yeah. so that there's not all this park noise. But As I, I just say, want you're, to know, I you're re- sorry you're hanging out with your grandson in the yeah, park. Don't well, no, be I'm sorry. sorry that, that, no, I'm well, it's like these two amazing things, right? Like I'm here with my grandson, and then I want to talk about this transformative event that occurred in our life that um, changed and is going to change forever our household. But. Jasper seems to be more important right now. And I want to say here. one more thing. What? Yes. One more thing. What he taught me was about being in the present. And he didn't even talk too much about it or specifically say it. But the fact that while he was here, that I was so present in the moment with him and what was going on and what we were all doing as a group and listening that it made me realize that presence in every area of your life is necessary for a fulfilling life. And so that's what I'm going to go do is be present with my baby. Who's got his shovel and his rake and is raking all the sand around me and go see my baby that's playing cards with a Pendleton card deck that we bought him for Christmas and just just be in the other part of town that loves me and celebrate that. All right, babe, go, go give the family a kiss for me. I love, I love you the too. No Simple Road family. Thanks for listening. Um, thanks for being on the show. Um, Mr. MacArthur, we appreciate it. All right, baby. I'll see you later. Love you guys. Love you too. Bye. Mom. Bye. Bye. Damn. That's quite the glowing review. I don't even know what to say. Yeah. And scene. Well, it, and she, and Mel's not even here, and it's hard to compete with. <laughs> She's like, uh, like, so what'd you do today? Well, yoga, like 30 things later. That, that That's awesome. I She's worked. down there having, yeah, we, yeah, we worked. So it was, it, back to what she was saying about the compliment thing, man. Like he was, he said, you guys run a stealthy operation and you're so laid back. And. What I said to him on Sunday, because he reiterated it again on Sunday. And I was like, look, man, I want you to know something. Coming from you, that's a huge compliment. And he was like doing the aw shucks thing. And I was like, no, no, listen, not saying that because of like you're some PhD or whatever. I go, you have been all over the fucking world, dude. Stay, you have literally many cultures literally, you've been, all you've over. been in the highlands of peru you've you were at cambridge you've traveled all over you've stayed in millions of people's homes like you've done all this stuff you've seen a lot of things and for you to say that after doing that is a fucking big deal to me yeah so that's like a person has traveled the world and to hear that you are a good host and hostess is yeah. That's you like can, a, you a get a better. It's like Anthony Bourdain or somebody like say. that. That's like this is one of the best places I've ever stayed at. Yeah, like, that's what oh, I was just gonna say. Man, yeah, it was that was an amazing weekend. Uh, 
it was it was interesting to well, well we're going into we go all ahead, go ahead and do okay. your thing uh last week was a really cool week and it was all a lead up to having jeff over here for the weekend uh we had the class on saturday which was amazing um we had quite a few people in attendance in person and whole lot of the listeners out there you know who you are that joined us as well thanks you guys and like like mel was just, and ladies yeah and like mel was just laying down um for for jeff and like it, like this man has so many credentials and everything and he is one of the most humble nicest people you'll ever meet you you know he he, he just He's one of those. The only way I know how to put it, like, like he's not selling anything. No, he's he he's he's passing on his knowledge, which is deep, and you know he, he's just passing this on to all of us so that we can pass it on. Because he wants things to be better. Yeah, like, yeah. and and for, he's not like a huckster trying to like make a buck. It's like somebody that really fucking cares about the way things are. And it's like, wow, things are fucked up. I kind of need to do something. Yeah. And those like-minded people like us and everybody that attended the class and stuff that are, you know, that, that need this knowledge. Cause he, it, and, he, and the thing too, is like, he trusted all of us with this knowledge to carry on and to better ourselves and stuff. Yeah. It, it, it's a and, trip. He, and he's like, like Mel said too. He's like, well, I mean, we met him virtually and talked to him, you know, many times since the interview we did with him. But he was when I came home from work, it was just it was I even told him that he was like my like my coolest uncle that I hadn't had a chance to see in like a year, year and a half. And he's home when I come home and his smile is just infectious. Everything about him is kind of infectious, just the way he comes across. You know, Mel and I have like. Well, even me by myself before I met Mel, like I've been into air quotes a lot of shit, man. Like magic and Christianity and like just all kinds of different classes and whatever. And I always heard people talking about like my teacher, this that my my shaman, my, and it always felt a little cringy. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And I, I always, like, in the back of my head had this thing of, like, it would be really cool to meet somebody that I could, like, feel comfortable saying that about. Like, that's a teacher. That's my teacher. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And yeah. I, I've never been able to have that. And I, when he left um, yesterday, I was, when we were driving home, I was thinking about it. And I was like, wow. This is the first person I've ever met that I would feel comfortable saying, yeah, that's my teacher. Oh, completely. And somebody that I would recommend other people to, yeah. to, yeah, to yeah. you know, you know, to, to take classes, to learn lessons from and yeah. everything. And it, it's just rad to like meet somebody that is into the same shit you are, but like a few miles down the road. Yeah, a few hundred miles down and, the road. Well, to get have 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 him here in person because Aaron has told all of you about you know we got the stuff coming up, we got the podcast, the no simple disruption that's going to be happening with him and John Medeski, and to actually have him here for three days in person to kind of collaborate more on that and talk about things that are going to be coming up and figure you know, out this our is, game plan. This is somebody now that you know that there was the uncle that hadn't visited in a while and he is definitely a part of our lives from here on out and it was just really cool to have him here. Yeah. Um, 
everything leading up to it too was was magical and the people that needed to be here were here the people that were online that needed to see it got to see it and listen if you're like man that sucks i didn't get to sign up i really want to see it check this out i put it up on our patreon so if you're a chan donator and you didn't sign up and you want to watch the class you can go to patreon and check it out um and if you are not a Patreon subscriber, here's what you do. You go to patreon.com forward slash no simple road. You pledge a dollar for the month. You can watch it all you want. And then you take your pledge away and it costs you a buck. Or you don't take your pledge away and you continue to support us with that awesome, cute little dollar yeah. that comes in every month. It's up to you. So, yeah, the <laughs> class is up on the Patreon is, is the point of that. The gist of it. Yeah. <laughs> if, you get, if you get my gist. But, yeah, man, it's... Uh, it's really exciting what's happening and uh the the m- even more like the cherry on top is that we are so close to going to our first yeah. show back <laughs> i want to hopefully some of you that well we know some of you listeners out there have already been nate's been first booking shows his back ass yeah. off yeah a lot of stuff's already happening back east down south and it's working its way out here to the west yeah man so what when is it it's July the middle 20th? of July middle of July uh, I don't remember the exact dates but it's it's in the middle of the week in July like right in the middle of July yeah so if you're here in Portland or, or around I think there's still some passes left for um, yonder mountain string band and the infamous string dusters out at hornings and uh, they've said that there's some news coming up man so keep keep your eyes peeled at the string summit Instagram because I I, I don't know anything. I'm. I, this is a guess, okay, for realsies. Yeah. But like, feels like maybe it might not be a park and pick. Or yeah, maybe, we might be able to maybe hang in the out bowl. in the bowl. I don't at the know. Main stage, just taking a shot in the dark. But um, that would be amazing because we're all starting to see those pictures of Red Rock at 100 percent capacity, and, and it's happening. It is. It's happening. It feels so good to feel our tribe waking back up, dude. It's a uh, you could feel it in the air and the excitement is real. Like, I, I don't know. It's <laughs> this, this it's happening. A, you know, it was a lot for, it was a lot of fucking work to do what we just did. Like s- making the logo for the class and getting it, getting the website set up to take the money and like, Scheduling the time for Jeff to get out here, making sure that everybody was informed about where and how and why and where to park and fucking all that shit. And, you know, Sydney came in for it and Jeff came in for it. So he was driving back and forth to and from the airport, you know, <laughs> it was a busy eight weekend. times and, you know, big food stuff all week and like just insanity around, around the house and, it was like yesterday Mel left with Sid and the day before Jeff left and, or actually I take that back. Jeff left in the morning. They left in the evening. And, uh, it, it was just, a like this, Oh, this sigh of like, Oh man, that was a lot of work, but so worth it. And then I thought to myself, Holy shit. That was like the kickoff party to the beginning of summer. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that we're just getting we're getting ready to get into it here. Yeah, man, I, I'm super stoked. So, well, we were very random a couple things because now everybody's announcing stuff, and now it's back to that like, oh man, we can't make every show Mm-mm. because some of them are happening on the same weekends and I stuff. Know. So I we mean, just found out today, Billy Strings <clears throat> is playing Edgefield on the 17th of September. And we're leaving on the 17th of September to go to Red Rocks to see Green Sky and Circles. Yeah. So, we're missing <clears throat> Billy Strings in Portland, man. It's okay. Billy's a young man out there busting ass. He's going to be around a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. And you know what? Let's get him to the interview, man. Let's what do about it. the business? Uh, well, uh, well, we'll do that. Huh? We'll do that. Do a little. We'll bit get of him to the interview by doing the business, and then okay. Then, yeah. Oh, okay. A little bit. A little bit of business. A little bit of business. So everybody, I already said it, but I'm gonna. It bears a uh, bears repeating. Rawr. Bears repeating. Bears repeating. Get it. Um, go to patreon.com forward slash no simple road and sign up. And guess what you're gonna get? You're gonna get the added bonus of the Jeff Firewalker class and. All the episodes that are up there and all the extras and all the stuff. And you get to feel good in your heart because you're supporting No Simple Road. Yeah. Keeps the wheels on the bus going round and round and the gas tank full and makes us able to add on to the bus to continue to add more room. We're going to add wings and I'm going to add a jelly bean machine and I'm going to add a slide. And a big magic wand on the on a little the hood. petting zoo. With that, you know, that's cool. On the bus. If you will. Um, yeah. So do that. And then also follow us on all the social media platforms at No Simple Road. Most importantly, do me a solid. Tell somebody that you know that doesn't know about No Simple Road about No Simple Road. Because word of mouth is the best way for people to find out about the show. Yeah, who doesn't get excited when one of your friends or family members like comes to you so excited about something they love and are like, this is for you too. That's the best way to get it. Not a commercial, not something else. Just hey, like, we're no simple like road. somebody ding, you ding. love that loves you saying, saying, hey, man, check this out. Yeah. I, that's how Jenny found out about the show. Yeah. It's a lot of our listeners have found out about yeah. the show. So, yeah, please. Word of mouth. I'm asking you. And then after you tell somebody, you can go on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. That'd be that'd be really cool. Yeah. No, no new reviews this week, but thanks again to the couple we got last week for my birthday month. You guys are awesome. Came through. We're hoping for some here soon in June. And that's about it. Oh, 971-808-1524. If you want to call in and leave us a little voice message on the tepid line, that'd be pretty dope. 971-808-1524. Holy shit. I remembered that. that oh, my time. God. I'm not the best at doing that. But, yeah, wow. that's the tepid line. Call in, tell us a story, give us a recipe, what you know, whatever you feel like doing. It's kind of, like, open to your interpretation of what you want to tell us. Yes. And we love getting those as well. All right. Let's get into the interview. Without further ado, the No Simple Road crew gives you Craig, Craig MacArthur, MacArthur of Casual Coalition. Coming in Yeah. 
Beards is a recommendation, isn't it? Mm, I'm trying to <laughs> bring a requirement. Mine. <laughs> Aaron doesn't like mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did it. There we go. Look at us. All right. How's it going, man? Woo-hoo. Good to meet you. Good to meet you too. Sorry it uh it took a minute to finally make this happen. My apologies, man. Oh, no worries. I'm just happy to uh to be a part of it. Yeah, right on. Yeah. Um before we get started, and I just steamroll into the interview, um, okay. why don't you ex- uh, introduce yourself to everybody out there and tell them who you are? Uh, my name is Craig MacArthur. Um, I go by C-Mac um, Ooh, by, yeah. a lot, by a lot of the uh, local music community here. Um, 
I play in a band called the Casual Coalition. Um, and that band is kind of a rotating cast of people. Um, I, I worked at Terrapin Crossroads for uh, about seven and a half years. And uh, I did booking there for the last four and a half years I was there. And uh, just got to learn or meet a bunch of musicians that were in the community and, and beyond. And uh, so the Casual Coalition kind of uh, takes just basically all the musicians that I've met throughout the years. And we kind of just whoever is available, um, you know, uh, we have like a, a song list that kind of everyone has. And uh, um, uh, yeah, people just kind of slip right into their parts. That's heck yeah. what that's a, dope. I said, what a great venue to uh, be able to pick from the, the musicians that come through. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was a, a blessing to, uh, to, to work there. And uh, um, it just, you know, I got to meet so many, so many cool musicians over the years. What prompted you to start? Did you start um, the Casual Coalition? I did. Um, it was actually, um, it's funny. Um, they used to give me the nickname Casual Craig. <laughs> um, just cause I was, uh, I don't know, I guess kind of laid back or whatever. And, uh, there was a, um, the main front of house guy for Phil, his name was Alex Jarvey or is Alex Jarvey. And, um, he always called me casual. So, um, whenever we, I put a night together at Terrapin, we just call it the casual coalition. Oh, heck yeah. That's and then rad. it just, it yeah. just kind of evolved from there. So I'm Aaron, by the way, Craig. Hi, Aaron. How's it going? And this is Mel. Hi, Mel. And then I'm Apple. Apple Jumping all over. Yeah, you too, man. You know, Terrapin is a really, really special place um, in what it does. It's it's this nexus hub of creativity and expression and music and fun and food and everything. Like, and... I remember for us back in 20, was it 2014? Yeah, I think it was 2014. We like made a pilgrimage. We're going. Nice. We went and saw Phil in in the great room and with Anders. Yeah, he's playing with Anders. And And we saw Graham. Graham was in the bar that night. So we saw Graham playing, got the whole experience and the food. It just blew us. Like the food was fantastic. The drinks, you catch Graham in the bar while you're waiting for the other show then go see Phil I mean it that place is amazing 2014 that was that was like the golden era um you know there was it was it was just like hopping Mm -hmm. um you know uh there was just uh so much going on like always just like seven days a week you know multiple multiple shows a day um and uh, at 2014 was a good chance I was probably doing sound in the bar around that time that's it's a small small world dude like yeah we went uh, a couple of years ago we we podcasted from the stage there in the bar yeah yeah and i just remember oh we were interviewing the higgs yeah Yeah. that's right yeah okay i remember that yeah were you there i booked that show oh shit okay okay yeah yeah, and they killed the dining room it was like holy shit but i just yeah i remember like on top of being nervous, like that was one of the first live podcasts we ever did, but just like the mystique around Terrapin and being on that stage and, you know, the life that I've lived and then ending up there, it was this huge, like full circle moment of weirdness. And it was really heavy, man. So I, I can only imagine for you, like what, 
got you started working at Terrapin? Um, it's uh, just totally by luck. Um, so I played in a, a band before Casual Coalition. We were um, we were originally called Acacia, um, and then we turned into a band called Go By Ocean. And we uh, recorded an album um, with uh, Tim Bloom from the Mother Hips. Mm-hmm. Um, he produced the album um, at his studio in San Francisco. And I was working at, uh, uh, funny enough, I was working at an adult shop uh, over in San Rafael, which is right where Terrapin Crossroads is. There's like an adult boutique. And uh, um, Tim, I could actually see out the window the, the big sailboat outside. And I was always just like daydreaming, like, you know, because it was right when it opened. And I was just like, oh, man, you know, one day I'm going to go there and, you know, see Phil and blah, blah, blah. And um, then I got a phone call from Tim Bloom because I, I did some roadie work with with the Mother Hips. Um, and um, he called me up and he was like super nervous because his first time playing with Phil. <laughs> and um, he asked me to be his guitar tech for the show. Um, and that was one of the first like great room shows they did, um, where they were, did, uh, uh, like working man's dead, mm-hmm. um, in its entirety. And that was with like Chris Robinson and like Mark Karen, um, oh and Graham. And, uh, uh, so I, I went there and, and, and guitar tech for him and I st- I met like Ross James, um, and all the crew and Brian Lesh, uh, at the time, you know, he did a lot of, a lot of behind the scenes work there. And, uh, um, I just became like fast friends with those guys and, uh, that show kind of came and went. And then I'd start to see like Ross and all those guys around town, uh, you know, cause I kind of lived close to them and, um, we just kind of became friends outside of that. And then further, um, decided to do a run of shows, uh, in the great room. The only time they ever played at Terrapin. And I got a call from Robbie Taylor, which was Phil's bass tech at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and he asked me because their normal guy couldn't make it. So he asked me if I wanted to come down and guitar tech, <laughs> drum tech and keyboard tech for further. Oh, man. Holy crap. Dang. And I was like, I didn't know. You know, I've never drum tech in my entire life, but you can't say no to that. What no. is that? OK, what does that entail? Um, just, you know, making sure the drums are all set up in tune. Um uh, keyboards, make sure everything's working. Um, okay. guitars, make sure everything, um, you know, is in tune, straight new strings on the guitar. And then, you know, as the show is going on, um, basic like needs, you know, most of the time they just need like a beer or water during the show. Um, but, uh, one of the crazy stories, the last show they did there for that run, um, everything was going fine. We were like, you know, on autopilot and it was like close to the end of the show. And, um, I look over and Joe Russo is like signaling me, hey, if something's wrong. And I go up there and he's like, he kicked through the kick drum with his beater. <laughs> oh, and I mean, it was like the last one of the very last songs they played. It was like Morning Dew. So lucky it was like a very mellow song. And so I had to go and replace his entire drum head on, on his kick drum on, on his side, like while he's playing. Oh, oh my shit. Gosh. He was, yeah. And he wound up standing up and like playing kick drum on the tom. And luckily it was like morning dew. So it was the only song because it's so like mellow. And um, I remember like my wrist hurting, you know, because I was so nervous because you have to like undo every single like lug. Um, uh, And finally we got a change and the show went on. It was a tragedy, tragedy narrowly averted. Right on. Dude, I can only imagine, first of all, the the phone call coming and, and you being like, yeah, no problem. And then hanging up the phone and being like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> but, they, you know, but somehow you knew. You said you knew that you were going to 
be involved in that when you started? It was with, weird. Yeah. It was such a weird thing. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, I don't know. It was just this weird uh, stroke of luck and, and fate, I guess. I don't know. Do you feel like that about like your career as far as like kind of being led or kind of luck or, you know, maybe places that you just right place, right time kind of thing? Yeah, it's weird. I, I grew up in Southern California and I moved to the Bay in like 2005. And I don't know, it's this weird thing where like we just kind of kept meeting people, particularly associated with the Grateful Dead. Like when I first moved up here, we start, we met uh, Martin Fierro, the guy who played sax with, uh, with Jerry a bunch. Mm-hmm. And like Legion of Mary, and uh, we wound up playing a bunch of shows with him, and uh, met like Bobby Vega, and just people within that community, and just total, you know, just total randomness. And I don't know, it's just this weird thing where um, if you're around it enough, it kind of just you, pulls you, you just in, fall into it almost. <laughs> I we know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, yes. I know what you mean. It's a it's we've actually talked about it like on the show that like the Grateful Dead community and that family is like really unique in that it it gives an opportunity to people that are passionate for what they do and it's like in a lot of ways at least to me it's self-regulating like it pulls the right people in and then the people that aren't supposed to be there get kind of pushed out to the side and and it's I mean it's given us this and so many people that I know a career you know what I mean? I know. It's nuts how that like some dudes hanging out in the hate made this huge thing that happened. It's incredible. It's just it's uh it's just like a whole there's nothing really like the Grateful Dead, you know? It's just like how many other bands in the world have basically a Grateful Dead like tribute band in their city? Like in every city yeah, in the world. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's it's crazy. It's it's there's no other not even the Beatles, you know? No. No, you're right. What what are your origins with the dead? Like aside from, you know, when you moved like in Southern California, like what was your first show, first, you know, hearing it, your parents, like Um, I never actually saw the Grateful Dead. Um uh I, I definitely liked them when they were still around. It was like uh, I graduated high school in nineteen ninety five. Mm. Um so um, you know, they played Irvine Meadows a bunch, which is right where I grew up. Um um, but I, for some reason, I just never went. I start. I think I got into them like my junior year of high school. Um, someone slipped me the uh, the Reckoning album. Oh yeah. And that I don't know. I just I didn't know even really know. Like I mean, I'd heard Trucking and stuff like that, but um, and, and Sugar Magnolia, but I just didn't really know too much about them. And then um, I started playing guitar around you know my junior sophomore year of high school, and uh, you know it was acoustic guitar, so. Um, the reckoning album really kind of struck a chord with me. And, uh, from then it was like, you know, uh, um, I think hundred year hall was the next year album I really got into. And, you know, we would do psychedelic experiments and like Joshua tree and the dead would always be like, we'd bring like a ghetto blaster and just (laughs) blast the dead all night long. You know, dude, we used to, we used to do the same thing in the Valley of fire outside of Vegas. (laughs) It's funny. The desert and a boom box and some good acid. And you're off for a weekend time. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you guys are, you guys are based out of Oregon. Yeah. We're in Portland. Now the three of us all live together. Um, We moved from Vegas up here for, Years? Coming up in June, June is five. June, oh, shit. Yeah, June five 2016. Years. Yeah, it was wow. time to escape the desert, man. 
Yeah, we were just talking I about love, that today. I love we're, Oregon. We're, we're yeah. so glad that we made the move up here, especially with the, the events that have happened in the last year. You're, you know, it, it's just, man, Vegas is not a great place, place we to, wanted be. to be. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It, so the stuff that you're doing now, like Casual Coalition, isn't a set band. You've got, a, you know, like you said, a cast of characters that comes through and plays it. Does yeah, that make um, it more I'm, difficult for set, you? There's a set bass player. Um, his name's Brian Rashup. He plays bass actually for the Mother Hips. Okay. Um, and he was Phil's. Uh, he is Phil's current bass tech, even though Phil's not playing right now. But um, um, you know, uh, as of the last show Phil played, um, Brian was Phil's bass tech. Okay. But does that make it difficult for you, man? Like, I would think it would add a a level of difficulty that's not there if you're playing with a established group group of guys that you're with all the time yeah i mean it's i would love to have an established group um and it's getting more and more established each time we kind of we go about it um we got a third guy his name's david simon baker and he actually uh he produces a lot of music out here um he's actually producing the new midnight north album um and he's kind of the uh, the third member of the band and he's produced uh, everything i've worked on for the last like eight years or so um so um and then you know as far as drummers, drummers in such demand, you know, it's yeah. just, uh, there's, there's usually about like four or five different drummers I use, but you know, they're all really good guys and they're pros and they can kind of just slip right in. That's, that's dope, man. That, and then, yeah. And then, and then this is the, the cause I, I've been watching a lot. Like I love YouTube going back a watch and I watched like you guys with Stu Allen doing yeah. the, uh, exile on main street, which is yeah. several different videos. And, uh, so, I mean, you've been playing, as co- casual coalition for years but this is the yeah. first album that you've done right the new one yeah we you know we started out doing covers and stuff like that and, and doing albums and stuff we've done a bunch of albums we've done like the basement tapes um we've um we're, uh, we did uh on the beach neil young and stuff like that and then yeah we i just started writing a bunch of original songs and those kind of just kept in, crept into the set list and uh, finally, we got a full album's worth. And, uh, you know, we started recording that in like 2016 or something like that. Oh, wow. Okay. It took, took, took about three years to make. And, um, yeah. And that was like, I mean, there's 12 or 13 different musicians, I think, on the, on the album. So, no, and it seems like, like, I mean, several of them have, have several of them. I mean, have they been written through COVID? I mean, obviously, is it time, the new single? is directly but it seems like several of the like universal sigh and some no, of the No, that was all written way before. That was, was like it? 20 2017 maybe. Wow. Um and pretty much all like I think universal sigh was uh um let's see. Yeah, that was like 2017. Um all the songs were were definitely like 2014 to 2017. Okay, that's a trip cuz they say I mean it seems like they could have been written during this like a direct Yeah like response to what's going on. Absolutely. I think most of it, I mean like songs like universal side was more of a, uh, a dig at like Trump. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, We were all sighing. I, I was at least. Yeah. I, I feel you, man. It, I know you can't say that anymore. Right. We were all, everybody's like, (laughs) you never know. (laughs) It's a really weird space that we're in, man. We're this, this time is so odd right now like with live music being gone 
I never thought that was a thing that could happen. You know what I'm saying? I know. It's like, what? And, and now it's like, I'm starting to see announcements of stuff. I, you know, there's some festivals announced. There's, there's actually shows happening back East. Yeah. And, but it's this weird, like in between liminal space that we're in where there's kind of nothing happening. (laughs) And how are you doing, man? Are you, you hanging in there? Yeah. Um, you know, we uh, actually recorded a brand new album uh, back in uh, of May of last year. Um, and I don't know, it was the beginning. The beginning of COVID was a very like fruitful um, writing period for me. And uh, so we went to um, the Sonoma Redwoods and a friend of ours has a cabin out there. And we turned the whole place into a big recording studio and uh, got a whole entire album done in a week. Wow. And uh uh, that song is a time is like the first single from that from that new album coming out um and that song was definitely uh covid related yeah um, and uh so um yeah it's been a fruitful time and then you know we've been doing like the live streams on deadhead land a bunch mm-hmm. um and uh, i do every other wednesday for for him uh, for brian markovitz and then um you know we played a show yesterday in someone's backyard um, uh, this girl named Whitney, she's been keeping the music alive basically down here in Marin County for right the last on. year. Is this what um, I've been seeing on Instagram? It looks like somebody's backyard and it's yep. like all the players that we all know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good her name's her. Whitney and, uh, yeah, she goes by Bay area deadhead, uh, uh, Bay area deadhead fan, I think. Yep. And, on like Instagram and, um, or Bay Area Deadhead, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, yeah, she's, uh, you know, throwing socially distant safe parties. Like, everyone's wearing a mask, and, you know, it's like 25 people tops. And then everyone pays, like, 50 bucks uh, tip jar to get in. And so the musicians, like, we're getting paid better doing those shows than normal. Regular yeah. shows, you know? <laughs> that's fucking cool, right. man. Good I know. She's, she's, like, the savior of, of Marin County right now. Oh, Good on her. Yeah. And so... No longer you're you're not working at Terrapin anymore. No, I work over at the Sweetwater Music Hall now. Oh, okay, cool. Sure. What do you do over there? Um, well, I don't do anything right now. Um, we're furloughed. We've been furloughed since uh, last March. Um, so you know, um, our job's there, but it's just waiting for it to get like jump started again. Um, so when I left, uh, uh, I was doing all their social media, and uh, um, basically that was it. I was just working part time there. Um, and, uh, so, um, yeah, uh, that's what I was doing for Terrapin too. But, um, for Terrapin, I was doing social media. Um, I was doing, uh, sound. I was doing, I was wearing a lot more hats at Terrapin. I was, I was doing all the booking there in the bar. Um, so this was just kind of a scaled down version of that. Yeah. I can imagine you've seen some amazing music in your time oh, yeah. at that place. So if you had to pick like one or two of your favorite moments of shit that you saw there, what would it be? Um, well, the, probably the coolest one was when Trey came. Um, only a couple of us knew that he was coming. And uh, my band, um, Casual Coalition, was uh, scheduled to play, play the bar that night. Mm-hmm. And um, so Trey, like, you know, showed up and he's like, yeah, I'm going to do like... Um, you know, three or four tunes and that's it basically. And Phil came down and Graham, um, I think it was 
think it was Alex Coford maybe on drums. Um, and then, um, so they did their like, you know, four songs and the bar was just like, you know, crazy. And Trey was like, you know, two feet in front of me and, uh, um, he did his thing and he left and then we played the show after it was almost like Trey opened up for it. <laughs> oh, okay. oh yeah. Got everybody yeah. all ready. <laughs> Only a Terrapin. That's I know. nuts, man. And then the other thing was uh, like when Greg Almond came, um, that was really cool. Um, I actually got to do sound for that one. Um, and, uh, I was nervous as hell, you know, it's just like man. Greg Almond, you know? Um, but he was like the nicest guy in the entire world. Like just like Southern hospitality, Aww. like just oozing from him, you know? That's one wow. of the things that like has really been impressed upon us through doing this show is like, like the first named person that we did on the show was O'Teal. And, nice. And I was shitting my pants before <laughs> that. I was fucking freaking out. Like I've never done that before. And it, we just like off the cuff DM'd him on Instagram. Like, hey, would you do our no name Nobody knows about our podcast podcast. And he was like, mm-hmm. sure. And I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. like within like a half hour yeah. or something. We're like, yeah, what does it hurt? Aaron's like, holy shit. He said yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then I I'm can't like, believe it. Now I got to do it. Like, uh-oh. And uh, but over the last four years that we've been doing it, man, I, they're the nicest people. And it's like it's all the people that we would hang out with anyway. They just happen to yeah. be musicians and it's really been impressed on us. And now it's like, okay, it's just, just our family. It's cool. Well, then, <laughs> and then it led to a lot of other one. Like we, we saw watching the jam and the van stuff, seeing Ross playing with you and oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Ross is one that we did years ago. We had a hard time. Well, it took like three, three times to, <laughs> he, he got busy. One time he was at a festival, had no connection. We finally caught up with them. And became great friends. We saw him when he came up here, hung out, had a beer when yeah. he played uh, with the Goodfoot. Yeah, it was a good with Scott Law and oh, Scott Law. Yeah, yeah, him and Scott played there in this little dank basement place up here, the Goodfoot. And nice, just that, that's another guy with an incredible story because he wasn't really into the dead and got a job at Terrapin, and now he's you know part of the gang. <clears throat> Yeah, him and I worked a lot, very closely together over the years. Um, you know, he was doing booking in the bar, um, and he just, uh, you know, he was so busy with Phil, he was just like, I can't do that anymore. So he actually, like, um, suggested me to do all that stuff. So he was a, a big role in, in my in my jobs at Terrapin, and I played a lot of music with him. I was in pretty much every band that he's ever done um, and, you know, played on his album and everything. And yeah. uh, That's yeah, a, one we, of my uh, favorite albums, we were by tight, the way. We were I tight for that. a few years there. That, that Shout out amazing. Ross yeah. to his new yeah. baby too. <laughs> Craig, you know, you're, you're in a unique position down there because not only are you in a band, but you've done booking and, um, you know, worked in the house, so to speak. And I'm just curious, what do you see happening, man? What do, I'm not asking you to give me predictions or anything, but like, what do you th- what do you see going on? How do you think this thing's going to play out? As far as the pandemic, yeah, man, and music coming back and whatnot. Um, I'm pretty optimistic. Um, just in the last like month, I think my optimism has grown like exponentially. Uh, just with everyone getting vaccinated, mm-hmm. um, I'm getting my second shot in uh, next week, 
Um, and everyone, I mean, there's some people, I mean, people are getting vaccinated like crazy down here that, you know, people that are like 20 and have no job, you know, they're, they're getting vaccinated. Um, and so, uh, um, I don't know. I think, uh, vaccination cards might be a thing where like, you have to like show, like, I'm going to do a house concert here at my house in May and it's going to be a vaccinated only, um, event where people just have to show their, their vaccine cards. Um, and, um, as far as outdoor stuff, I think outdoor stuff's going to be, I mean, they booked out outside lands already announced um, that they're going to do something. I don't know if it's going to be full capacity, but um, you know, uh, and then Terrapin's got their outside thing, um, uh, which they can do. Um, Sweetwater, unfortunately is indoors uh, only. And it's very small. It's like two fifty. So if anything, um, I can see smaller capacities, um, at um, a place like Sweetwater, right? You know, maybe maybe like twenty five percent capacity or something like that, and maybe you have to stay within your like square. Yeah. It's, unfortunately, like the variants are like the big problem right now, so um, that's like the loose cannon. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know what you're. I know what you're talking about, and um, it's just it's weird. Like, I don't know, man. It everything got turned on its head so quick, and like I know, it, and it it's kind of hard to process in a lot of ways. Like reality really did get flipped over and, and we were talking to a dude yesterday and he was saying like, you know, we've all gone through this thing and we're all different now, whether we like it or not, we're just different. The way we are is different. The way we think is different. The way we feel is different. It's just a different game that we're all playing. Absolutely. And it's, it's tough, man. And I, I know for me, like the thing that was my therapy is live music. Like that's my thing. Has it been tough for you not being able to play out? Yeah. Uh, you definitely miss the uh, interaction, you know, with crowds, you know, and people and, um, you know, I, it's one of my favorite things to do. And, you know, like the streams have been cool, but, you know, you don't like hear you know, you don't, you're not getting the vibes from, from people directly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. that's a, that's a huge part of, of playing, you know, it's, is, is feeding off the, the audience that you're playing for. Yeah. Um, even if it's one person watching, you know, you can just kind of gauge whether or not you're, you're playing good or, or, uh, I don't know. People are, it's just fun to, to see reaction. I mean, you can see like, you know, little hearts go up the side of the, the screen <laughs> and stuff like that, but it's just not the same. It ain't the fucking same, <laughs> no. man. No, it's not. No, it would seem like rehearsal or practice, like practice or rehearsal without somebody watching. Yeah. I mean, that's the even worst part. It's like we couldn't even get together with like the people that we played music with and even have a rehearsal, Yeah, you know, for a while there. I mean, um, you know, we've, we've figured out ways to kind of do it better now. Like I, I have a backyard, so um, we've been doing like a couple of rehearsals, socially distanced outside with masks on and stuff yeah. like that. So. Making the best of it. It's our human nature, I guess, to adapt. Um, For sure. uh, You know, I think it'll it'll get back to to normal here sooner than we think. I I hope you're right, man. It's like um, at this stage of the game, I'm like, okay. Every time I listen to music now, I'm like, I just need a fucking show. I don't need to hear it recorded anymore. I need to be where it's I can feel the vibe of it. It's yeah, it's tough. And how how many tickets do you guys have that like 
you're waiting to see like what happens to those tickets. Like I, they're still good, but like I only right. well, um, two fish, shows, fish, two shows. Yeah, fish and Eugene and uh-huh. Dark Star and no, 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 uh, and the Gorge, fish and Eugene and um, uh, green the- sky, bluegrass and uh, circles around the oh, sun at right. Red Rocks. But that's at the oh, end. Wow. That's at the end of summer. I think that's that's definitely a thing that's going to happen. Yeah. It's outdoors and you know, it's pretty pretty spread out at Red Rocks, you know. I've you're I've never been. Yeah. Oh, it's, the, it's the best place to see a concert. That and the Gorge, like mm-hmm. to me are like the top places. The Who go- who'd you see at the Gorge? Uh I've seen Fish there a few times. Um uh, I think that's the only band I've ever yeah. seen there is Fish. Um That's all you need to see. It's like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> we went uh 2018 18 yeah, yeah and saw saw him there and uh oh man divided yeah, was, divided eight, sky yeah it was 18 yeah it divided was 19 sky was as the sun's going down uh, was, oh man and it's nothing better than that oh my god i miss it so much <laughs> but yeah i've heard that about red rocks my whole life and have just never i've i've even been to like telluride and seen music there and like for whatever reason never it never came out, came together. And uh, last year, when it was like, I think August or... What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. They hadn't canceled the show yet, and I was like, well, fuck, they haven't canceled the show, so maybe they're going to do it. I'm going to buy tickets. And I bought tickets, and then a week later, they canceled the show, and I was like, Ah. fuck. But I'm holding on to it, man. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, and there's several other ones that we were like didn't have tickets to, but doing the podcast, you know, we were supposed oh, to yeah. be the podcast of Northwest String Summit again. Skull and Roses. Uh, Skull and Roses. Um, nice. Now we're waiting on Hog Farm Hangout. Uh, see if that happens. And what is it, August now? Yeah. Or did, yeah. September, I thought. Or September? August, I don't. Okay. Yeah, see. Yeah. So wait. I, th- no, wait I think I'm on. optimistic for the shows around that time. You know, right on. especially well, the outdoor ones, you know, like indoor, like I had tickets, I have tickets for fish. Uh, you know, they postponed it all their tour basically for this year and it's at the indoor arena uh, in San Francisco here. So I'm not sure if that's going to happen. Well, you know, if it does great and if yeah. it doesn't, I'll get my money back and I'll get tickets next time. <laughs> you know, yeah. And, yeah. at this point I can't even like my, um, what do you call it? The my level of getting disappointed. I my disappointed. We've all is done. Broken. Yeah, we've all. I can't. You can't disappoint me anymore. Like everything yeah. fucking already canceled. The world shut down for a year, and in the midst of that, like you're still doing your thing and still like releasing music. And is it hard for you to do that at, as like not being able to support it and play out? Is it a adjustment? Uh-huh. I'm not much of a touring musician um, just because, you know, the last, you know, I I started working at Terrapin in 2012 and then from then till 2019, you know, I was pretty much like at Terrapin, like kind of running 
um, the, the whole like uh, the music part of things. So I never really like toured for very long. If I did, it would be like quick, like jaunts to like Oregon. Um, you know, I played the uh, Oregon Country Fair uh, a few years ago with, with Ross and Cosmic Twang. Um, but that was about it. Um, I don't really tour, you know, too much. I, I pretty much stay um, somewhat local. So you've um, had a really, you know, kind of a as positive an experience as I've heard mm-hmm. um, anybody through this um, pandemic. Because, you know, we've had m- musicians from all over the place. And depending on where you're at, you're going to feel the heat a little bit more or less. And it sounds like you've really, even your, like, mental attitude is just sounds like you've been able to really uh come through this very well yeah um it's it's weird it almost kind of besides like the 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 live aspects of playing shows and stuff um other than that it really didn't affect me all that much um you know i don't really I, i i don't really hang out with all that many people besides me and my girlfriend so like um you know, we just kind of just did our thing here at the house. And, yeah. um, we have a close circle of musicians now that, um, you know, we all like when we did the album I was talking about and back in May, uh, we all got COVID tests. Um, and that was with Greg from the mother hips, Greg Lacano, um, and, uh, Brian Rashap and Jeremy Honig who plays in JGB. Mm-hmm. Um, we all went to the cabin, um, and we all got COVID tests and, uh, isolated before we went out there. And, um, other than like the isolation stuff, um, I don't know. It really hasn't, you know, gotten me all that down. Yeah. That's, good that's, on you, man. That's good man. to hear. Cheers to yeah. you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it really is good to hear. I mean, for everybody, like I said, has a different story, but it's just nice to know that some people out there are actually utilizing the time um, positively, you know, and, and not staying stuck in your head so much. Because that, yeah, that, I mean, that hurts. I've had some <laughs> moments where it was like, God, when is this, when is this all going to end? When, when can we play a show and stuff yeah. like that? But like I said, that girl, Whitney, she's kind of really like kept the music vibe here alive just by doing shows at her house and stuff like that. That's so, uh, you know, throughout the pandemic, I think we've played like four or five shows there and it's been, you know, maybe once every two, three months. So you kind of get a small fix here and there yeah. um, and, and that's it, you know, that's, that's really cool, man. Like <clears throat> the community is really something special in that it's supporting each other like that and like making sure that there's a way that you guys can still like make some money and then and then for us like giving us that thing that we need so bad that's and putting your ass on the line too like opening up your house to a bunch of heads and i mean that's that's no small thing i've done that i know (laughs) i've done that it's uh it's nuts that's cool man like when uh when things start rolling again what do you think like for you the thing that you look forward to the most is um i just uh it's more like you know like when your home team kind of wins like like when the when the giants won the world series for a few years there um the san francisco like was just so alive and um i almost feel like it's 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 like that feeling if your hometown wins the world series um but it's going to be like every town mm. uh, oh, wow. you know everyone's going to be so happy and like out on the streets and um i don't know it, it just like we, we made it we made a v, uh, music video for that song is it time to have fun again 
And we did it at, outside of all these, our favorite venues in, in the city. And it was just kind of sad to, to, to see all these venues close, but it's, once it opens again, it's just going to be, I don't know. I just, uh, people are going to be so much more uh, happy to go see live music and, oh, and yeah. maybe not. I don't know. I don't know if we took it for granted per se, um, but definitely will not now. You know? I, think, I think we did a little yeah, bit. Yeah, everybody it, had to have It was just something yeah. that was always there because how many, I know we did, how many times was it like, Ah, oh, that's on a Tuesday. You know, got to work <laughs> tomorrow. I'm not going to catch this one. They'll be back in town in a month or so. Now it'll be like, no, I don't no, care if it's Tuesday and I work, work can suck it. And I'm going to the show tonight. <laughs> Absolutely. I was going to make somebody. Who knows? You know, somebody's going to steal this, but uh, I was going to make sure it's to say, you know, that never miss Sunday show. I was just going to cross out Sunday. Never miss I think a show. That'd be a great t-shirt. Never miss a fucking show after this, dude. Like, uh, nope. And I know for me, like, I really did have a moment of like, oh shit, I did take this thing for granted. And we've actually talked about that. Like, when it comes back, there it's going to be another level of vibe for you and for us. It's good. we're going to be playing a different game at that point. Because yeah. it's the gratitude and the the grateful nature of it is going to be amplified to the millionth degree. Absolutely, um, the few shows I've played during this whole time, I can see it already. It's like you know, people are really just like, um, yeah, it's it's um, it's a level level of gratitude on on all fronts um, that we're here playing it, or, or you're here watching it or listening to it. It's just like, man, it's it's. It's so much more uh, religious at this point, you know, yeah. um, as opposed to just like uh, something you go out and do like a, for Fast lack of a better word, a casual thing. Yeah. Fast food. <laughs> yeah. It, it really does feel like that. And like, I can, the only thing that I can like uh, equate it to would be like the roaring twenties after, you know, all that that happened back then, like, if I can feel it in the air, you can feel, that's what I mean. Like when I was saying earlier that we're in this like weird in between space, mm -hmm. I can feel it. There's this like pressure building on the other side of it that like <laughs> people are ready to go. It's just not time yet. And you know, you illustrated it. Perfect man. With the videos. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Yes. And <laughs> that, that video, that's was what great. I was going to, yeah, yeah. Back <laughs> to that. You brought it up and then we kind of were, the your video first of all the one i saw first was the point which is just oh, yeah, yeah. that's great. that's just <clears throat> hilarious and then we realized that that's like guys from the band like flicking the cigarette all that but oh, I mean, scott cooperman yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> you guys definitely have fun with the video and it, it, i love it is it time because you start out going into party city which you know all those things are like closed <laughs> down through this and have opened back up closed open and come out with yeah. the balloon. That that was just that was fun. How how'd you go about that wandering? I mean, um, you're, you're well, we just kind of had like we, we have my friend Dave Schwartz. Um, he does all the. He's kind of like my partner in all the videos, um, and um, we just come up with little concepts and uh, like little storylines. And um, that was that was the thing. We we're gonna get like uh, we went to party seating to get fun balloons <laughs> and just go go around to everyone's house, kind of like looking for fun and. Um, yeah. And those were all the guys who played on that song. That was, uh, Greg from the mother hips and, and Jeremy and, and Brian Rashap. 
Um, and uh, uh, yeah, we, we just kind of filmed it in different segments um, around mostly in San Francisco. Um, and then um, I live up in Marin, uh, up in Nevada. Um, so we just kind of filmed the re- the end scene was filmed in my living room that actually we're doing the interview mm-hmm. right now. Um, and uh, we just kind of we rented a, or we got a whole bunch of balloons filled the, filled the room and confetti and uh, fans blowing the balloons all over the place and it was it was a lot of fun to make. Was that was that your dog or somebody else's? Yeah, that was my dog. Daisy. Okay, yeah. he, he was having fun. For a oh, minute yeah. there, I thought the way the video is going is that you guys were going to be on stage at Fillmore, but then he like because uh, le- you go there and he, you know, but then it flashes the living room just party. It was yeah, I that was actually the first draft we were going to go to the Fillmore, but uh, they they wouldn't let us. Okay, yeah. <laughs> sorry guys, good idea, but <laughs> yeah, well shit, man. So you know, it's fucking rad to talk to somebody that is feeling okay. Yeah, feeling good. Feels good, man. Like we've had our struggles here, uh, you know, and uh, it's cool to talk to somebody that like is picking the fruit off of this weird tree, you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's uh, there's definitely a lot of 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 trials and tribulations that go on within everyone's head. I think through all this, but I don't know. Uh, I just, uh, for some reason it was a very fruitful writing thing for me. So I just kind of rode that wave. Right. Yeah. That's, that's, that's about it. Take the gift that's given. Don't, and don't, don't ask twice. Just keep going, man. Like, yeah, yeah, I feel you. That's, that's cool. And <laughs> you know, I, I got to say thanks too, man. Cause any new music right now is, is, yes. it's really special. And, um, it's just cool, man. So thanks, brother. I appreciate it. Yeah. I feel like uh, there's going to be a ton of new music coming out because I don't know. I feel like all musicians that, you know, if they're kind of locked up and not able to do their normal things that it would be, you know, I would just think that uh, there's going to be a lot of cool albums coming out, I think, in the next year or two because of the isolation and, and just yeah. nothing else to do, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Everybody's had time to write. We've heard quite a few people. It's like, yeah, that stuff I started writing 15 years ago. I finally pulled, you know, not on the road, pulled it out. I finished it. We're working yeah. on this and that the other thing I think too, is that, you know, of course everybody wants to play the big houses and stuff, but I think we're going to see people that are used to that. It'd be like, man, I'll play, I'll play the freaking brewery. 20 people i just want to get out and play i think it's gonna kind of give a rebirth to that too like we just i mean shit if i was a musician i'd be like i'll go busk on the street corner shit it's better than sitting in my living room mm-hmm. yeah uh we just actually we have a show coming up it's going to be announced tomorrow um and it's a really cool show there's this place uh, in the city down here it's called the chapel oh, yeah. um and we're doing um uh, uh bob dylan's 80th uh birthday tribute um, and it's casual coalition and first night is going to be Stu Allen as our special guest. Oh, and we're doing, we're going to do the basement tapes in its entirety. Um, and so that's an outside show. So there's, there's a lot of those things kind of popping up the, uh, around here. So, um, it's, uh, definitely hope is, is a right around the corner. Yeah. I, I wanted feel. to ask you about that too, man. Like what, what was the thought behind doing full albums? Because you know most bands will do a song or two. What's the what's the thought behind just taking the whole thing and busting it out? Um, the original thing was uh, um, 
uh, Terrapin when I was booking, um, uh, like uh, Jill, Jill wanted us to do uh, focus on themes mm-hmm. um, for shows in the bar. So it would be, like be enticing to like uh, to bring people in. And so we were doing album nights. Um, and uh, so um, the first time we actually did Exile on Main Street was in the bar. And, uh, um, and we had a bunch of people come like from all like different bands come in and like guest sing and stuff like that. And, um, I don't know, it's just kind of a, a way to, to get people to come in. Mm. Um, and you know, and tight, like, you know, if you see someone's doing exile on main street in a bar somewhere, it's just like, you almost got to go to that. Oh yeah. That. Yeah. yeah. For you sure. know? <laughs> well, that's what I thought. I mean, it's ballsy to do a cover of one song, but they, <laughs> like, we're going to do the whole album. That's okay. yeah. That that's a hit. <laughs> yeah. That was a lot of work. And then, you know, once we, once we, uh, my last show at Terrapin was in the great room. Um, and we did exile main street there and, uh, we had a whole for- horn section and stuff like that. Phil came, he actually bought a ticket and, and, and watch the show um and um yeah it was it was a lot of work but it was so much fun you it's, know and then we did it like you know one other time and the second show was super easy because we all knew the parts and um and so we actually that show was better because we were so comfortable with it at that point yeah, yeah um, you got your legs so. under you a little bit that we saw some video of that, that, though, that one I was section, yeah, yeah. With it, where it was like 10 pe- 10 people up on stage in the great room i mean that's not a big yeah. stage you guys were packed in there like sardines with the whole horn section and everything yeah yeah that was i mean having a horn section uh it's just so much fun to have and i don't know those songs are just demanding of the, the horn section so it's just like it's it's magical to have that opportunity to to do that that album yeah that- uh, originally uh, we had uh talked with neil casal um because i i had become you know i wasn't i wouldn't say friends but we like we definitely hung out um quite a bit at terrapin throughout the years and you know we had a common love of that album and we had talked about doing it in the great room him with the casual coalition but it just never worked out and so we dedicated that show to him oh, right um, on. After, after he passed yeah dude that awesome that punched me in the face that one that, that oh, pulled the rug out from under me brother Everything. totally man that, <clears throat> yeah. was a, that was a rough one uh, that was a wake a lot's been happening hey, that's a big wake-up call we've talked to several people who are like man you gotta check on your friends yeah yeah i he said something to me that like pretty much changed my life just from what like we had one interview with him and, uh, yeah, High Sierra, yeah. 2018. I mean, when I think about it, I, I look back, it was such a special time because we were all alone and in a festival. It's hard to be all alone in a venue. And we yeah. were all by ourselves and it was quiet and it was a hot day. And we he gave us every bit of his time that he could and then he even came back to show us, show us the video for, yeah. one, for one for chuck yeah <laughs> and i'll just never forget his hospitality and it wasn't even his home yeah and you know he's just like so welcoming and so um he just shared so much and he uh we were talking about writing and i i was talking about you know i write lyrics and stuff and i was like but i i don't nobody's ever seen it but mel <clears throat> And he's like, bro, you need to share that stuff with the world because you don't know that that stuff could save somebody's life someday. And I was like, yeah, man. oh, shit. And 
So when I got home, I started sharing it. And then when that happened, I was like, holy shit, man. Like that came into my head when I found out. Yeah. Like, well, you, oh. yeah, you shared it with Billy down, yeah, yeah. In, down, down Bay in the Bay Area. Yeah. So, yeah, man. You, um, you probably know Billy Kramer. Um, I, yeah, name I sounds familiar, but I'm not sure if I do. Well, he, he's uh, played a Terrapin. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and hmm. he's played a Terrapin, I know for a fact. I can't remember what, now it's been a while. In what but iteration? Yeah. yeah, I can't remember either. Um, hmm. Anyway, Billy anyway. Kramer's a great friend of the show and just a great guy all Amazing the way around. Amazing human yeah. being, yeah, man. Yeah, I'll look him up, but I, I'm, sometimes I'm bad with names um, <laughs> and uh, better with music, especially I'll, I'll probably remember a song. Or, yeah, yeah, or yeah. yeah. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> so before we go, I want to ask you a question, and um, sure. it's going to be weird. Okay. Usually when Aaron says that, it's not it's weird a, at well, all. It might be mine. It's a two on the spice scale. <laughs> so you worked at Terrapin for a long time. And, uh, yeah. you know, there's a lot of odd shit that goes on around this family. What's the weirdest thing you ever saw happen there? Weirdest thing. Like that, and I can that can be like psychedelic weird or like paranormal weird or whatever kind of weird you want. Um the weirdest thing we ever saw there. Um oh man. Um okay. I got a, I got two actually. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one, one's more just a smaller thing. It's funny. Um uh, there's this kid who used to come there all the time and um he uh he took too much acid one night and um he stripped down completely naked <laughs> and ran thing. through the bar and like jumped up on the main like uh. bar tap thing and just started just like dancing. And, um, and it just, it was just like shocking, you know, it's like, uh, <laughs> okay, that's weird. Um, that's definitely weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, who but got him more, down? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they called the cop. I, I don't even know if they called the cops. He said he was such a regular, like no one wanted to like, you know, get him arrested or anything like that. And so some, somehow, some way we got him down and, um, yeah, they like kind of put a robe on him and, you know, had him kind of chill out and and like this little area outside or something like that. Right on. Um, that was kind of just more comedy, uh, on a, on a, on a crazier note. Um, so we, you know, we did those backyard parties a bunch, you know, back in the day, you know, there was like, I think we had like 1500 people like in the, in the backyard is super packed. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a canal right by right behind the stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, it's it's uh, the uh, San Rafael Canal, and it's a boatway, and pe- people drive their boats up and down. And people who don't have tickets uh, usually um, they'll take their boats, whoever has a boat, and they'll go and they'll park it right there and anchor it, and they'll watch the show from like the side. You know, it's right. super neat. You know, there'd be people like paddling, you know, kayaks and stuff back there and watching the shows who didn't have tickets. Um, and anyway, there's this one dude who, uh, so Phil was like playing, um, or no, he was like getting, it was like set break or something like that. And he was in this little like backstage area and overlooked the, the canal. And this dude was like drunk driving his boat and he was like full throttle and it's like no wake at all. It's like, so you go like super slow. And this guy full throttled it and tried to do a U-turn like, uh, going back out and he just totally botched the turn and drove directly into the, the, the dock where the stage was oh, like shit. full bore. And like, I was standing right next to Phil and Phil, the boat was coming directly at Phil. And, uh, he was just like 
you know, what, what are you doing, man? And, uh, uh, he rammed into the whole, the whole place shook and, uh, he wound up getting arrested and, uh, um, but it was just like a, a surreal moment where you just saw this giant boat just coming right at us. Oh, <laughs> holy crap. Okay. Yeah. Those are good. That, that was two very, that was, that was crazy. <laughs> what is it with being too high on acid and removing your clothing, man? I, I, yeah, that's, I a, that's a common theme in a lot super of stories. High a lot of times that's never happened. I've never been like, you know what? I'm going to get naked and fucking ruin everybody's night. It's not partying hard enough. Freak <laughs> everybody out. <laughs> Oh well, wow. I guess we got to try harder. Yeah, yep. yeah, maybe that that'll, that'll happen when shows come back. Well, that's the other thing. <laughs> that's the other thing we keeps talking about. It, you know, people are people are so pinned up. I just I worry not not about not really our scene, but like the the EDM scene stuff like that of kids going so hard Full once bore. this opens back up, and that they they got to be careful. Yeah, yeah, that's you really do whatever you do. Be careful. Take care of your shoes. Your shoes. <laughs> yeah. You know, right. All right. Greg, thanks, brother. I appreciate your time, man. Can't wait. Oh, I, think, I appreciate having me, man. Yeah. yeah. Such an honor. Well, this it's was super it, fun. Hopefully it happen this year, man. We keep telling everybody we talked to this year. It's like hopefully hugs are shared before the end of the year because we definitely plan on being down there in the Bay Area, coming back to Terrapin, Sweetwater, everything when it opens. Yeah, man, hit me up too. I got a big house, so if you guys need a place to stay, you're always welcome. Right Greg, on, awesome. Hey, Likewise, for, up yeah, here, thanks, if you're exactly. up yeah, as well. Make sure you hit us up. We got a big house. Love to have yeah, you. Yeah, we like to entertain, awesome. cook, give people a place to do laundry, whatever. Awesome. Right, right on, on Craig. Craig. Take care of yourself. Enjoy brother. your Be night, safe. man. And thank you so much. All right, man. Yes.
that was super. That was super fun. It is casual coalition, casual. He is pretty casual and chill. I I like that. That's a great nickname for him. I felt like that was one of our good friends since we, you know, forever that we just haven't talked to during Mm -hmm. COVID. And inadvertently, I had written casual coalition, and then underneath, I wrote Craig MacArthur with the same C, and it looks like casual Craig on here. (laughs) <laughs> well, I, I didn't even put together when he said that he's known as C-Mac because there's several of the videos that see, say C-Mac and Stu Allen, but then Casual Coalition. Oh, and it was like, oh, Craig I love MacArthur, that C-Mac. C-Mac. That's his rap name. I love that. that. Is, yeah. That's why I love it. Even, I, I, even I, rap? Oh, I bet he does rap. I'll bet he does too. Well, that uh, was super cool. It's another, I mean, yeah. Terrapin, man. That and whole area down there just what a great, such great stuff. Demeanor about him and so yeah. positive. And thanks for being positive. And well, every, like, just thanks for being honest, you know? Like, he's not like trying to tone it down for us or play it up. He's just like, no, it was kind of, it was good. It's chill. Yeah. yeah. Well, and again, the prolific type shit the like like that album the whole new it seems like it could have been written during covid That's and addressing trend. that and he's I like mean, no we, we man, should start keeping some track now 2014 <laughs> you know goes back to 2014 15 well 16. he did say that is it um is it time one that one yeah was. yeah is yeah, it time is that, definitely he did that directly because there's where they're wearing the masks mm-hmm. and the way it plays out when, in the when you look at the video when they all go in the room at the end or into the house there's like the key um little thing that holds like keys or something and there's all masks on there (laughs) (laughs) the mask holder yeah the mask holder well craig thanks for being on the show i'm glad we got you on and i'm glad that you are still shining um through this pandemic super bright man and i gotta tell you i appreciate it a whole bunch it's like i said nice to talk to somebody that um it's on the up swing got got the sunshine yeah yeah We've had a touch of sunshine. <laughs> Thanks, Apple. All right, man. Oh. All right, you guys. We'll be back next week with more stuff and things. And you know what to do. Love one another. Love yourself. Wash take your hands. Take care of each other and your shoes. And drink plenty of water. My skin's been looking so much better since I started drinking much water. So Coffee works better when you drink water before it. I told you. I. It does. All right, guys. Yeah. Think there about that. There you go. That's it. That's your tip for the week. We'll be back next week. Peace.
listeners, I want to tell you about the April-May 2023 issue of Relics Magazine. It features a Dave Matthews Band cover story with additional articles and interviews with The National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks, Relics. Well, hey, friends. My name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Wolfpack, Keb Moe, Lake Street Dive, Bela Fleck, and more. So guess what? After 150 conversations with some of my favorite songwriters from around the world, we are bringing brand new episodes to the Osiris Network. New interviews and intimate acoustic performances will be coming at you this summer. And which episodes are coming next, you ask? I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists. Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to the show on the road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. Again.